Welcome back to the Where the Bear podcast, everybody, right here on your home for the Where the Bear podcast on the Golden Grizzlies iTunes and SoundCloud page. As always, the Where the Bear podcast brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Today, a volleyball edition of the show. Head coach Rob Beam and one of the very best blockers in the country, Christina Davis, joining us here today. And coach, that's not a statement of opinion. That's a statement of fact. Yeah, we are in the presence of greatness, Neil. And I'm not talking about you or me. Oh, I'm okay. talking about Christina. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But, Christina, uh, your season, you're putting together a very, very special season. You're in the top 25 in the country in the blocks department. Take us inside that. You and I were talking before we hit the airwaves here. And I said, is that something that you, you follow? Is that something that you know about? And, and you told me, no, that, that other people have to tell you where you are. Is that true? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll check it every once in a while, but – Typically, when we do our weekly heroics, which is uh, pointing out people who go above and beyond for their teammates or are just having a good week, that's when I find out where I'm ranked at. So there it is. <laughs> because I told her if it, if it were me, that would be something I would be checking quite regularly. But she she doesn't roll that way. No, I mean, I think I think that the reality is, is that you know, like ranking lists and things are great and it's fun. But, like, it doesn't really help you win, and it doesn't really help you be a better blocker. So, you know, like, it, it's fun to, to to be in lists, and it's fun to have, you know, great stats and, and things. And we can you – know, I think we, I used to pay a lot of attention to that when I first started here, to be honest. And I'm going to – the the simple reason was we were trying to build momentum. So everything that was, like, a positive vibe thing that was, like, even a marker of some success, we would highlight it individually or team-wise. And we get – these things happening all the time. Melissa Deitch was at the, you know, at the top of the charts sure. last year in aces per set. Um, you know, Tina's leading the the conference in blocks per set. Sammy's second. Um, Tina's one of the top blockers in the country. And th- those things, like we're a little more accustomed to them. And I think we try to make it more about the team and about everybody's role on the team, as opposed to just highlighting individual like outstanding performances. Because everybody knows we're good, and and the players know they're good. And so now it's about like building that great dynamic and we don't need to celebrate like like singular achievements un- unless it was something like truly truly special you know right but christina what about that though i mean as coach said this has become kind of the expectation around the program it's not a one-off anymore and and we've seen that you've seen that even during your time here you, you've seen players come and go that that are in the in amongst the ranks of the very best in the country be it kills or, or blocks or service aces or what have you you've seen that is that kind of an expectation I want to say it's an expectation but is it something you guys expect uh yeah my my freshman year if that were to have happened we would have been you know we would have been surprised by it not surprised by it but it would have been like more of a big deal and now I feel like it is an expectation like we're held to that standard and it's not a surprise if we meet it yeah, absolutely. Rob Beam, Christina Davis joining us here on the Wear the Bear podcast brought to you by the Evans Law Group. So you guys, last night as we sit here on a Thursday, uh, the day before the regular season finale against UIC here in the arena, love to see everybody come out to that match as you guys are competing for Horizon League Championship and, and your place at the table to, to get another honor in that respect. Last night coming off that five-set win over IUPUI, and, and that's been a trend. And, Christina, I'll get your take on it in just a second. Uh, Christina told me though that it's it's about giving the fans the money's worth <laughs> sometimes, right? But you guys have made a habit uh, of of these five set matches, Coach. How does that sit with you in the coach's chair? Well, you know, last night's match in particular was incredibly uh, well played by both teams. A little bit, you know, you go look at the box score. There's definitely some things that were different on it. You know, we had 
21 more kills than they did in the in the span. I mean, it's averaging four more, uh, you know, per set. That's that's math, like you like to say. It's fact. Yeah, yeah it's a fact. Um, that's that's a lot. You know, I mean, that's a big difference. And you know, but the tension was there in the room, and and the fans that came out, they were really treated to two really high level volleyball teams playing really well. Um, and it was exciting. You know, it was at, at it was at least the uh, one of the two tensest matches we've ever had here in my 11 years as, as the head volleyball coach. The other one being uh, uh, we did an event on Midnight Madness a number of years ago, and uh, NDSU came and played, and they had like a 42-match conference winning streak, and we had the event right before Midnight Madness when that was uh, a big event uh, going on you know, for our men's basketball team. And there were like 2,700 people in the arena at the end of the match, and at no point in, this, in the entire match did anybody have a lead more than two points. Mm-hmm. for two and a half hours. Right. And we ended their streak. And it was just, like, it was completely bonkers. But last night had the, all the same tension because we had, you know, some, we had maybe not as many fans, but we had a, a really energetic group. The student athletes, Grizz Gang, uh, the Grizz Motion team, they were all here, families, and, you know, cheering is on. And, and really, like, the, the level in the, the arena was great last night. And I think that was a big reason we came back from 8-4 down to, to get the win. Right, absolutely. And, and Christina, uh, what about this? We we talked briefly about this, though, but the, the five-set, the trend of the five-set matches so far, what what goes into that? Now, you guys got the jump. You were up two sets to none. And, and look, volleyball is no different than any other sport. It's, it's a game of adjustments. It's a game of changing things on the fly. If something's not working, you, you kind of have to circle the wagon. So if you're IPUI, at that point when you're down 2-0, you, you have to do whatever you have to do to try to stay in the match. Take us through the ebbs and flows of that. What, what's the mindset when you have that 2 nothing lead, and, and why have these teams been able to come back at times? Um, I think we always have you know a strong mindset, but when we first come out, either in if we take a team to four and we win the first one and drop the second one or win the first two and drop the second two, it's typically we're surprising teams, I think, and they're not ready for our intensity. And then they adjust, they fix things, they maybe sub people in, and they start attacking our weaknesses. And then we kind of, I don't know, I don't not like lay back, but we're just not expecting them to fight back, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, But then we typically counteract their – Adjustments, their adjustment, right? And then, you adjust to their adjustment. Yeah, <laughs> and then we just keep working. But, but, coach, what about that? I mean, again, it, it's a game that is adjustments, and maybe volleyball more than a lot of other sports because it is such a momentum sport. Things can spin on a dime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the and to the casual observer, and I know we talked a lot about this when you first started covering volleyball. Like, it's very, it's not obvious what what is happening. Mm-hmm. to the, the, the casual fan or someone who's trying to pick up the game um, because the, the it happens so fast. Right. And it, it's constantly in flow. You know, the, like in basketball, the ball, the goal is standing still. You know, mm-hmm. the end zone line is always where it is and the boundaries don't change. And that's part of volleyball is true. But like the relationship and the spatialness of the game and the speed of the game is very different. Um, the and angle of attack is yeah, constantly changing and too. It it would be great if you could say, "Hey, Tina, um, can you block? You, I want you to block zone one and stand here in the middle of the court in this one square foot and take that away from the other closing middle blocker." But the pass and the recep- the reception, the dig, the setter, all that has variables built into it. So to be really good at a skill like blocking requires a tremendous amount of on the fly adjustment and reading of the game, and that's that's where the momentum comes. That's the 
you know, like great teams can can sort of feel their way through that. And the to so to see that in action happening where team one adjusts and then team two adjusts and then team three adjusts and it could be happening, you know, the other part of it is we have rotations. You know, in right. other sports, you know, if you want you can you know, put ex- people wherever you want right. to. If you want, you know, um none guarding, you know, someone from Milwaukee, right? It's really easy to make that happen. You know, and the other team can run some picks and rolls and they can try to get that to not happen, but it you can still do it. And in our our sport, the other team can just switch rotation that they're in and have a different totally different matchup or they can flip players and it's locked in for the whole set. So sometimes what you see is that the game turns on these little things like who is serving to who in what rotation and what position on the court or where is the setter having to enter when a team's better attackers hitting at them stuff like that and you know some of those things are almost impossible for us coaches to figure out why they matter but they do sure. you know so we have to have best guess scenarios we kind of have to go with some gut instinct we got to look at our data and then that's where you know we try to make those choices and none of that is available to the fan right and and so that's why volleyball seems like such a you know, a momentum sport and a cruel mistress where it's like, you were just up 17 to five. How did you lose? You know, like, well, you know, weird things happen. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, you know, we, we would, we're, I think the biggest thing that we try to do with our athletes is work with, um, Dr. Dan Pillow and a number of other resources. Um, we do a charter bus book club. We do a lot of mental training and trying to get the mindset to be right. And th- particularly with this team, when their mindset is really good, we're unstoppable. And, and, you know, th- I think our job as coaches, like you said, you know, to your initial question is our job as coaches is to try to keep them in the mindset of where they play their best. Right, and, and that is the story. But, but, Christina, what about that? When when you're in the flow of the game and you have a matchup that you know is advantageous to you, does that does that make you feel the groove? Does that get you in the zone more to say, okay, I'm going to dominate this matchup and, and, and we're going to win this match? Um, I mean, definitely with Cleveland State, when I'm going up against Meadowbrook's number two, they're by far best hitter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm super confident. I love being put against their best hitter because I know that with my pin hitters, we can put the block up, and at least if we don't get the block, the, our passers behind us will get it. And, I mean, I like being put against the best hitter, but um, it doesn't really matter who I'm who who's on the other side of the net. I just try to do – what block are our everything. sides trying to do? You just block everything, right? Yeah. You, you, you keep it very simple then, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's always a good mentality. Just block everything and we'll be cool, right? Yeah, if they hit it, I'm going to block it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that, okay, well, that's fine. Don't block the serve. That's illegal. Yeah. But other to, than that. Yeah, it was legal when I played. Like when I was in high school, that was a rule change. Uh-huh. And the, this is kind of off the topic, but uh, teams that had really tall players like you know, six ten, seven the seven footers. They would line up their their guys in front of where they had to serve from, and they would try to jump up and block the serve back at you. And it, I mean, it really did fundamentally change the game to not be able to block the serve because all of a sudden the trajectory of the serve went from being relatively high and and, and slower and right. loopy, yeah, and to being really fast. You know, like we have players that serve the ball at over forty miles an hour, mm-hmm. and that's and it's tra- knuckling and and it's moving right, right in in air and it's slow. It's like you know that's really difficult, and if we could have Tina up there blocking serves, and she'd average like a thousand a game. Like, you know, like she'd never, they would never serve a ball. Absolutely, this is the Wear the Bear podcast, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Christina Davis, uh, one of the best blockers in all of NCAA volleyball, and Rob Beam, the head volleyball coach, with us here today. So, 
the regular season winds down tomorrow, UIC's in town, and, and then it's go time, right? I mean, you guys are still playing for a championship, so so you're chasing that as well. But, Christina, do you, do you sense that? Do, do the rest of the girls sense that, that you know, we're getting down to it and it's time to go and it's time to go win championships and try to get to the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I think last night's win is the start of our momentum, and I think we're just going to go up from there. To leading into this um, to Friday's match to win that and then next weekend right wherever you guys have to go I, we, we were kicking around some there's still a I think the official number we came out is 1.25 million uh, different scenarios uh, <laughs> as things yeah. that can shake out but it, it, it's very simple in terms of a championship you guys need a win you guys need a Cleveland State loss to Green Bay and then coach you guys are right back at Horizon League champions again yeah, you know, we're going to control what we can control. You know, you can't help what happens, you know, over in Woodling Gym. We just know that we got to play really well against a really good UIC team. Um, they've got some good athletes. They they run a very uh, a really tight ship over there. Their new coach, Justin Ingram, is a really good coach. Um, he's he's done a great job with their program. You know, that that's a team that didn't make the championship tournament last year. Uh, and, and then, you know, now they're, they're fighting for, you know, a top four spot. Sure. Uh, that's a big. That's a big change. And and on top of that, I think they lost like ninety percent of their offense to graduation. It was a, an astounding amount of points. Mm-hmm. And so like this is a, you know, with I think they have two returning hitters uh, from their starting lineup last year. And so this is a. I mean, he's done a great job. And so this is a a, a challenge for us. But we're up for it. We're ready. You know, like Christina said, you know, momentum's building, and um, you know we feel really good about it. We're confident about this match. We're f- I'm, I've been confident the whole year. We get to the championship tournament that we can win it. So, you know, that that was true in week one of preseason, and that's still true now. Right. I mean, what else is there to say, right, Christina? Right. I mean, I think you said it best. <laughs> I've never had doubt in our team that we're not going to win this year. Absolutely. And tomorrow, the the season finale, regular season finale, UIC here at the arena. Love to see you out. If we can get you out for that. If you can't, it'll be broadcast on ESPN3, so I'll be on the call for that. Now I'm ready to rock, too, guys. All right. Yeah. Bring your A game. Absolutely, every single day. But, Christina, I appreciate you carving out some time here to join the Wear the Bear podcast. Thank you. See, like you were nervous, and th- <laughs> this was easy, wasn't it? What, what's what's tougher, to, to block Alexis Middlebrooks or, or to sit here and do the Wear the Bear podcast? What's harder? Sit here and do the Wear the Bear <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's funny. You, you and I were talking. That real quickly, I do want to get into this. You didn't start playing volleyball till seventh grade, you said. Yep. Which, Rob, that, I mean, that's – that that senior citizen almost is level, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. In, in in youth volleyball well, here today, it depends. You know, like if you grew up where Maddie Lentz, our freshman setter, is, you know, from Louisville, you know, like you 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 get checked out at the hospital and they check your you know your baby carrier to make sure it's a uh, you know installed properly in the car, and then they hand your daughter a volleyball. Right. You know, and like that's how it goes in Louisville. You know, I I think you know with Christina, you know, like starting in seventh and eighth grade is is you know on the early side you know it's not on the early side but it's not late but like the biggest thing for her was coming in and just learning so much I mean she's done a great job you know like it truly this is like a special process that she's gone through to be one of the best players not only in in the league you know in the country one of the country in the country in a skill set that a lot of people said to her you can't play division one volleyball like Yes. She, well, first of all, I've always known that she could, and I always thought she would be this good. It's just, but she's she's believed it. She's put out in it. She saw that as a personal challenge, and she's gotten better every single year. And next year, she's going to break her own record again because this is the second year in a row that she's broken this record. And the person she broke it from was Amanda Baker, who we coached here during my time, and 
you know, she made tremendous progress as a blocker too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and Christina's leading the way and teaching some people some things, you know, that are younger that are going to learn from her, and it's a generational thing, you right. know. But um, yeah, Christina's done an awesome job, and you know, she can be nervous on air. She's not a talker; she's a blocker. <laughs> Don't even try to touch your control; she's going to shut you down. Yeah, absolutely, and and I know that you'll consider you'll continue to rewrite those uh, Oakland record books as things go on. But this this won't be your last time on the Where the Bear podcast. Let's just say it <laughs> like that. So for Christina Davis and the volleyball coach Rob Beam, this is Neil Rule. Thank you for listening to the Where the Bear podcast, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Well, see you later.